All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's, pre- that's pretty dry intro. Pretty dry intro. I got to get some bed still. I like it. Welcome to day two of Sports 1440, at least for the Jason Greger Show. Of course, uh, thanks to all. Who uh, tuned in yesterday, today, whether you're uh, online, watching, on uh, Orders Nation uh, YouTube. Gained a lot of subscribers yesterday. I love it. People were enjoying it. Uh, I think you might want to tune in online for sure at 3 o'clock because uh, we have a special guest in studio. It's a new segment that we will do every Wednesday. And it's called Who Is It Wednesday? We'll tell you about that uh, momentarily. Of course, I want to let you know the uh, Jason Greger Show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca. All the revenues from PlayAlberta stay right here in the province. So dare to dream that even if you lose, it might help you get around the roads a little bit better. Because your loss will go to the roads. You never know. So check it out at PlayAlberta.ca. And speaking of PlayAlberta.ca, every day on the show, starting today, we uh we are going to and we're going to get some uh, listener interaction. It'll make it fun cuz it's all for charity. And uh we will be doing uh like three games or three props whatever it is, we'll parlay it. And uh we have a $20 wager at playalberta.ca and all the money we make and hopefully we make some at the end of the month will go to charity. All right? And uh in October our first charity is going to be Kids Sport. So, there you go. So, and what we'll do is later on in the show, uh, any of you who feel, so think about it for today. What is a game or, you know, like a, a line, a prop that you want, hey, so and so to get two hits? Somebody gets so many strikeouts potentially in MLB. You send in a few, and uh, we'll always take minimum one uh, listener's suggestion and possibly up to two or three, depending on the day. So, we'll have fun with that. 
So uh, for all of you who are looking and you feel it, and remember, we want an opportunity to win because it's all for the for the kids, which is fantastic. You can get involved in the show. You can text us at 833-401-1440. All we ask is that uh, when you send in a test, if you're a first-timer, put your name on it. Put your nickname, whatever you want, okay? Because then we'll have your name in the system forever. And uh, then you don't have to do it again. We save it. Well, hopefully we save all of them. I couldn't believe how many texts there were uh, yesterday. We might not have saved all of them because it was a lot of work, but still, it was great. It's a good problem to have. And so I just find that then we've got a little bit of communication. We know who we're talking to. And you get credit when you have those really witty or good texts. But we can't attribute to anyone. Now we'll be able to do it. So that's fantastic. We are coming to you live from the Ewell Studios. Happy to have them aboard. Thing is, I'll say this. The lighting in this Ewell studio is fantastic. I love it. And uh, Ewell, of course, your local electrical distributor. They say, hey, stay tuned for an electrifying show that'll light up your day. I like it. We love Ewell because they're very positive. E-W-E-L dot C-A. Coming up on the show, the con man has, of course, uh, set us up with uh, with a great lineup. As, uh, as I mentioned, who is it Wednesday? In-studio guest. We're going to do this uh, every Wednesday, and it'll be at 3 o'clock. We have a guest in studio. I'll give you some hints on who it will be, and we'll see if you can f- decipher who it is. And then we'll have a good uh, hour-long conversation, and uh, they have the opportunity to stick around uh, even longer, if they like. Uh, on the show today, Adam Levitan, because I know many of you are wondering about week one in fantasy football. Adam Levitan, one of the best Fantasy guys out there, give you some tips. Hey, who, who do you start? Like, who? We know the obvious ones, right? Hey, if you got Kat, Christian McCaffrey, you're starting him. Yeah, thanks. You got Austin Eckler? Sure, we know you're starting him. But what about, you know, your RB2? Maybe your second receiver. Who's going to be your flex? Maybe, maybe you have two defenses. Maybe. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. It's a bold strategy. So we'll talk to him. Uh, Tyler Remchuk from... Orders Nation will be by. Also, today we're going to unveil, uh, we're, we're trying a new thing on the show with, uh, with Cam Tate. Who, Cam Tate has cerebral palsy. And anybody who, Cam Tate's been around the city for a long, long time. Cam's a pretty funny dude. And I've gotten to know Cam and we have great conversations. And because he has cerebral palsy, it's time. It's, you know what? It's, it's difficult to completely understand everything he says. I've gotten to know him. It's great. And so he's always kind of wanted to do radio. So he has a voice box now where he can take his thoughts and put them out there. So we have uh, two minutes with Tate that'll be uh, twice a week, usually Monday and Fridays. But because uh, we weren't on Monday this week, it'll debut today. Okay, so that's coming up. Uh, Mike Rupp, our weekly Wednesday guest, will join us today. We got uh, Speck, Steve McIntyre. Yesterday we had Jordan Eberly on the show. Today we got Steve McIntyre, and it's, it's interesting because uh, Eberly's first NHL game also involved the uh, Steve McIntyre Evanans fight. Remember that? Oh my goodness. You don't see those type of tilts very often. So we'll catch up with Big Steve, see uh, what he's up to. He's got some uh, unique things going on. So we'll touch on that. As always, you can text us at 833-401-1440. You can email me, Gregor, at sports1440.ca in our Jiffy Lube inbox. Check it out there. We've got a lot of text flying in. Already some uh, news and notes from around the uh, the hockey world today. The Toronto Maple Leafs might win the Stanley Cup. Now, I might be very biased on this, okay? Obviously, I'm kidding. But 
Uh, they sign uh, Noah Gregor to uh, a PTO today. Uh, this has been ongoing discussions for uh, for a few weeks. That you know, sometimes his family members got to keep it hush hush. So, good opportunity for him. Go in there. Um, they had a really long conversation with their uh, their head coach Sheldon Keefe about where he sees and the opportunities and what he can bring. So we'll hope that it uh, selfishly for me, hope it works out very well. Oilers fans are probably happy he's out of the division. The one team he really light lit up was the Edmonton Oilers, especially on home ice in Well, I guess road ice for San Jose, home ice for him. So nice signing. I like it. Obviously, I'm uh, I'm admittedly biased, admittedly, and I'm okay with that. How can you not be? You should be. It's just how it goes. Uh, also, Connor Halley, huge news in the NFL. This just came down a few moments before we were on air. Tell all of our listeners about the big <laughs> signing. Yeah, good news for uh, our good friend Hernan Salas and the rest of the 49ers nation. Nick Bosa defensive end agreeing to a five-year deal worth $170 million, 122.5 guaranteed. So three-time Pro Bowler. One of the best defensive players in the NFL, a guy who can absolutely wreck game plans. He'll be staying with the San Francisco 49ers. Importantly, gets into the lineup for week one. I'm sure it's going to be a rotation base because he's not going to be fully in football shape. But that Bosa family, they are shrewd negotiators. We saw it with Joey Bosa. We saw it with his mom when Bosa, Joey, of course, was drafted, said he should have held out for more money. I mean, they were in no rush to get there, but good on the Niners locking him up, paying one of their guys and uh, that's good, and, and that relates to fantasy too, Gregor, because with Nick Bosa there, your Niners defense is a lot stronger. So good for them, good for that getting done. And uh, just a slight other NFL note for you uh, NFL fantasy fit players, Joe Burrow, full participant at Bengals practice today. That's good news. Look like he's all right, ready to go for week one. Yeah, you got to think he's ready to go, right? They, well, first of all, healthy guys barely play in the preseason in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, so, you uh, you look at that offense in Cincinnati, it should be pretty good. Uh, I would think it would be quite good. Hey, boys, I'm tuning in from Willington, Alberta on the iHeartRadio app. Loving that you guys are back on the radio. Jeff, thanks for tuning in. Willington, oh, my goodness. I Before I got into radio, I worked in the oil field, and uh, I worked for a long time at uh, Premium Oil Field Inspection. But before that... My uh, Uncle Clayton, my cousin Scott and Shelly, they owned API Valve. Well, they still own it. And uh, Victor was a gen. So you got to remember, I'm like a young 18-year-old. It's one of my first real jobs. And uh, Victor was from Willington, Alberta. And Victor, when you've, everybody, you've probably had that one coworker that was just a very unique ca- character. Well, that was Vic. Vic was, he was... <laughs> I don't even know how to accurately describe Victor. Because he always talked. He's like, Frange, Frange, how are you doing, Frange? That's how he talked. Oh, my God. He was so funny. And uh, and Vic liked to party a little bit. And so, you know, his attendance at work wasn't necessarily always top-notch. But when he was there, he's an unbelievable worker. <laughs> but, man, he had some funny stories and then how he talks. Anytime I, I hear and see the name Willington, I think of Vic. Oh, what an absolute beauty. I'm sure everybody, icons, you must have one coworker. Well, maybe it's present, but in the past that you worked <laughs> with, you're just like, like back when you were working, was it Sa- Safeway or Save On? Save On. Yeah. Save On. Save On Foods. Yeah. Like, do you have it? Or were you that coworker that everybody talks about? 
Uh, I mean, th- there was a few, you know, all people from the grocery stores, they come from all walks of life, right? So there was definitely a few characters. Uh, you, you know, one of my favorite guys, and he works at Oilers Nation, I'll give him some love here, Aaron Bordado, producer. I mean, I, I find him absolutely hilarious. He, he's he got some good stories. He's still younger, so he kind of lives it up. I, I tried to, like, live a little bit through him and some of the stories he would tell me. But right. uh, good guy, uh, Save on Foods. Uh, we had a guy named Barry who I was a big fan of, always had some really fun stories to let us know about. Uh, yeah, th- those guys are, are the best, the glue guys, right? Oh, 100%. That's outstanding. So now, got a lot of text flying in. Hey, guys, quick question. Are there or is there a plan to have the podcast of the shows? I missed the Everly interview yesterday. Do it a mindless work meeting, and I would love to hear it. Comes in from uh, St. Albert Southie. Uh, yes. Connor, explain where people can get the podcast for the Jason Greger Show. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it was a little bit slow to begin with. Uh, Apple uh, causing some issues. But, yeah, you can search it on Apple. Uh, you will see the Jason Greger Show logo when you search it with the Play Alberta. Click that. It's right there. It's on Spotify. You can also go to uh, iHeart to find it there. Uh, any questions, text in one eight three three four zero one one four four zero. Just let me know even what platform you need it on. I can send you the link directly. Hey, Greg's. I met Cam Tate at a charity golf tournament. Took me to a couple Oiler games that got me in the locker room as a kid. I cherish that time, and he's an unbelievable guy. Led to core memories for me as a child. Happy to have him on. That one comes from uh, Uncle Jesse. Oh, Tater is a beauty, man. And uh, Tater always, Tater was, he always had, because Cam's in a wheelchair, and so he always has somebody who uh, wheels him around, like his escort, who takes him around all the time. And he always had... Uh, different and they were super nice and I think they loved it because you're right like Cam got to go everywhere and Cam was beloved whether it was in the uh, the Elks room the Esks room uh, in the orders um, you know people liked him and so if you were the, the lucky person who got to wheel him around literally and figuratively you got some pretty good access that uh, you normally never would have had just as an average Joe so that was the uh, that was the benefit of being Cam's handler for sure so Hey, Greg's. I have to say the con man needs more time in a show. One hour isn't enough. We just started to get going from Lance. Hey, Lance, trust me. We know. And uh, that we, we have a plan. Expansion will be part of uh, Sports 1440. And you know what? I'm, I'm, re- I'm happy. Every now and then I'll get something right. I was a big believer that the fantasy show would be popular amongst the audience members. And... It has not disappointed. In fact, it's it's over exceeded at the the amount of texts and the questions and just the interaction. Uh, people are loving that show because so many of you like to play fantasy sports. It it, it makes the game a little bit better, I, or sometimes more frustrating. No doubt about that. And I know they're doing lots of football. They'll get into lots of hockey as the season goes along, and then of course baseball, golf, and and daily fantasy. So yes, and uh, don't worry, we we. Hey, I knew it was that popular because we have a fantasy segment on the show and we'll be uh, having Connor involved in that uh, periodically as well. So it's uh, it's going to be very, very fun to have that uh, all year long. I like it. Hey, Greg's. It feels like a wonderful homecoming having you and so many of the crew back. Thank you for coming back. That one comes from uh, X-Ray Goggs. I will say this. I love the fact that so many of you have a handle. Very, very unique handles. We save it in there. And now I know who everybody is. It feels like I know people better. It's always a good connection. If you feel you have a connection to people, it's better. So obviously most of you know my name. Now I know your nicknames, your moniker, whatever it is, your full name. It's fantastic. Just uh, allows, makes the show much smoother. Also, if you're uh, watching 
feel free to uh, comment on uh, on the chat on uh, YouTube. Connor and I uh, like to uh, interact with that as well. It's great. Hey, Greg's is your guest going to be Mike Camilleri? <laughs> no, uh, no. I'll give you a few hints. Here's a, here's our first few hints. We'll see how well you know who is it Wednesday. Okay. Here, here's our first few hints before we get to break. So who is it Wednesday is a guest we have every Wednesday at 3 o'clock. And the majority of the time, they're going to be in studio. You know, people, when they, when they come in with their, with their organization or their team or they're traveling in, we've got some uh, unique guests. Like, for instance, we almost had, and I know Lotai had him on the show, it was unreal. But we were hoping to have Carl Weathers as our inaugural one, just the time didn't uh, line up. But those are the type of people we're going to be getting. Uh, some of them are going to be people that you as sports fans definitely have a a knowledge about and uh we'll kind of weave it into story time a little bit. So, here's a here's a few of the uh the hints today. They have been involved in pro hockey for 28 years as a player or coach. Played over 1000 NHL games. Played on five different NHL teams. So uh, those are some of the first hints for uh, who is it Wednesday. 28 years in pro hockey. Thousand games played. Part of five different uh, NHL organizations. If you think you know the answer, text it to our text line. 833-401-1440. Or if you're watching online, put the answer in the chat. We'll see who's got it right. Let us know. We'll take a quick break. Uh, when we return, Adam Leventan joins us on. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We continue on Wednesday afternoon. Happy hump day. It's the Jason Greger Show and Sports 1440 live. Motors Nation YouTube presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. And we are on the eve of another NFL season. You got the Chiefs 
and the Lions tomorrow. Likely uh, no Travis Kelsey for uh, Chiefs fans. It's not great. Or anybody who has him in uh, fantasy. And let's get to our uh, fantasy report brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. Heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated. And huge supporters in the community and big sponsors of Numerth Youth Sports Team. It's nextgentransportation.com. And man, when you're thinking fantasy football, there's very few guys. If you're not following him, what are you doing? From uh, Establish the Run, Adam Levitan joins us now. Adam, how you doing, my man? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Adam, I, I've kind of, it's, it's interesting because I've followed you for a long time, and it's like I follow like the evolution, really, of, of fantasy sports, specifically fantasy football for you. Like, if you look back to when you started to how it is now, did you imagine it would become this big? Uh, yes, I I actually think that it did because I, I thought it would because my generation, I'm 40 years old now. I mean, we grew up, I, I've been, I did a fantasy draft last night with my friends from high school. This is the 27th year wow. that we have done this fantasy football league. We were obsessed with it in 1996. And I think it just took the internet to kind of put a flame to it. Yeah. And once the internet hit, I mean, me and my friends were in the library at school uh, that's the only place we had internet at that time. And, uh, and yeah, we, we, uh, we would be working on our fantasy football team. So yeah, I, I thought generationally, I understand that my dad's generation, they care about teams. Uh, I think my generation, 40 years old and, and younger cares more about players. Yeah. And that's fair. So I think you're one of the best guys to ask, cause you've played everything. Is there like a half PPR, full PPR standard? Is there one that you think is the best format to play? I think the most fair, I would say, is half PPR. I think I prefer full because I think it's just better for me. I can more accurately project who's going to catch passes and stuff like that than I can who's going to score touchdowns. And, and you know, when you start awarding points for things other than touchdowns, it becomes less touchdown dependent. Touchdowns are very, very, very hard to predict. I mean, last year, Amon Ross St. Brown got knocked out inside the five-yard line five times, helping Jamal Williams score 17 touchdowns. That That stuff is so random and hard to project, whereas catches, carries, all that other stuff is much easier. So I think for skill, more things is better. If you just want to have fun, I understand touchdowns is is a lot of fun. Oh, 100%. And so I'm a guy who's partial to offense, so I like the the higher scoring games. I I don't like standard at all. Half PPR I can live with, but I definitely like the full one. Uh, Adam Levin-Tan joins us from Establish the Run. So, Adam, like there's some obvious starts, right? Of course, Eckler and McCaffrey. We we don't need to talk about that. I think where a lot of guys win, just like in your draft, usually you win. If you're going to have a good team, it's what you're doing in rounds five, through to round 10 and really week one is always kind of interesting because there's always a lot of hype right like there's the new faces and everyone gets excited oh you know Gibbs is going to be awesome in Detroit or what have you but when you dig into your numbers how difficult is it to get an accurate projection for week one when lots of these guys we don't really see much of the number one offense or number one defense in preseason absolutely so I I think it's important to realize that all, all the data the entire market everybody is going to be better next week and we'll be better in week three and we're better in week four and by the time week eight and week 10 comes around we are going to have a very very good idea of how these players will be used and so yeah i would encourage people if you have an out there take if you have a contrarian take let's say you think jameer gibbs is barely going to play and dave montgomery is going to play all the snaps i don't i wouldn't agree with you but if you have that take the time to implement it would be now because by the time week eight comes like i can guarantee that we will be very accurate uh, with our projections and stuff like that. And and so, yeah, and the entire market will be much better. So, yeah, the time to be out there wild on on your own island 
is certainly now. Which young players have you, and I'm sure you've learned not to get too excited about young guys every year, but I'm sure there's some that you're like, okay, this guy, I think, like, who are you high on heading into this season of a young yeah, player? Yeah, I, I think the one that I'm sure everybody is high on is Tony Pollard. I mean, I think Tony Pollard is going to absolutely smash for the Cowboys here this year with Ezekiel Elliott gone. But I think some of the more interesting ones that I like are Christian Watson, who I know is hurt right now, just popped up today, which was uh, very scary for me personally, because I have a small village invested in Christian Watson <laughs> this year. However, uh, he, I do think that once he gets right, uh, hopefully as soon as this week, he's a really good year two breakout candidate. Same with Drake London, same with Jahan Dotson. You can see how the NFL is going more and more young players, our best athletes in America do not want to play running back, do want to play wide receiver. At the same time, you get the NFL changing all these rules to favor the pass game. And so, you know, you just get into the situation where everything leads you towards wide receiver. Injury rates are lower. The best athletes are often playing wide receiver. Now, the NFL is passing more. The NFL's rules make it easier to pass more. And so, you know, a, a lot of these wide receivers like London, Christian Watson, Jahan Dotson, uh, Jerry Judy, once he gets healthy, all these guys, I think, are, are pretty good breakout candidates. Adam Levitan joins us from Establish the Run. Adam, are you buying the offense of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Is this the breakout year for the hair? Is this where we see the hair really get into flow and rhythm? I thought he broke out at the end of last year, honestly. I, I thought that Trevor Lawrence was awesome down the stretch uh, last year. Um, adding Calvin Ridley should not go underestimated. I mean, I think people underestimate how important wide receiver play is to quarterback production. And so to have Calvin Ridley with Evan Ingram, with Zay Jones, with Christian Kirk, with Travis Etienne, I mean, it's going to be hard, I think, for Trevor Lawrence to not have another really, really good year. So, yeah, I think the breakout is on for Trevor Lawrence, and I, I think it will be sticky. What about Gibbs, the young running back? And, our, and you, may, I love what your thoughts about the running back position because I can in pro sports, I don't know if, if in history we've ever seen a position go from as highly valued as it was for many decades to now being you know three, four guys on some teams at different times. It's obviously still an important position, but rare is is it a one man band? What do you what do you make of the Lions and, and Gibbs in that offense? So just from a profile perspective, you do not see running backs like Jameer Gibbs get drafted in the top 15. The only ones to be able to catch the football like Jameer Gibbs did in college and then come to the NFL and be drafted in the top 20 picks. We're talking about guys like Christian McCaffrey and guys like Saquon Barkley. I mean, Jameer Gibbs has the profile that we look for in a fantasy running back. Absolutely outrageous pass catcher going to play in all types of game scripts, going to get some base work as well. I do think Dave Montgomery will get a majority of the base work and the goal line work, but man, Jameer Gibbs can still really smash. I, I take him in round four in half PPR. I think you can make a case end of round three for full PPR on Jameer Gibbs. I, I, I think leaning into rookie running backs who go in the top 10 is a good bet typically. Adam, we've got a lot of texts coming in, questions, and people asking about, you know, when you play daily compared to being in a league, you like it better? And, and do you have any tips on how to be successful in daily fantasy? Yeah, so um, I do like daily better um, at this point in my life. You know, I, I think uh, the season-long grind of trades and waivers and setting your lineup, I know people love it. 
Um, maybe my brain has been dewired to be <laughs> instant gratification where I need the result of how my team did uh, today. So yeah. yeah, I think that's a personal preference thing for people who want to play DFS. I mean, to me, DFS is, is such a great, great game. Um, I think the two big things that people need to understand is if you're playing tournaments in DFS, what do you win when you win? Let's say uh, this week, let's say Terry McLaurin was going to be out. He's not going to be, he's going to play, but let's say Terry McLaurin was out and you were like, oh man, I got this great Jahan Dotson. He's 5,000 against Arizona. He's a great play. If he hits and he goes off and everybody else in the world has him also on their team, what do you win when you win? Not that much. And so leaning into the chaos of the NFL when you're playing tournaments, I think is important. The second thing uh, for DFS is just contest selection. I mean, so many times people play these small buy-in, try to win a million dollars. There's 300, 400,000 people in the tournament. It's like playing a weighted lottery. If you're really good, maybe you have a slight edge on the field. And instead of one lottery ticket, you have 1.0001 1 lottery tickets. I would encourage people to play smaller field stuff. I would encourage people to play 50-50s and double ups and stuff like that so that they understand, you know, going for $5 into a million is is very, 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 very unlikely. Adam Levitan joins us from Establish the Run, talking all things uh, fantasy football. The NFL season begins tomorrow. The Chiefs and the Lions. And you mentioned it's it's a young man's game. There's lots of youth now in the NFL. Like, you know, Tom Brady was kind of a unicorn. Obviously, Larry Fitzgerald. Does uh was does Mr. Hopkins, how much do you think he's got left in the tank? Yeah, good question. I, I think at this point in DeAndre Hopkins' career, he is a contested catch uh middle area receiver. I don't think you're gonna see a lot of separation from him, and that's concerning. I think, but as players get older, if they win like that, it's easier for them to sustain. When guys win with speed, it's really, really hard for them to stick around into their 30s. So I'm somewhat optimistic on DeAndre Hopkins. I thought he was a fine fifth or sixth round pick, especially in leagues where you get points for a reception or half point for a reception. I would not be shocked if by the end of the year, Traylon Burks closes the gap on DeAndre Hopkins a bit. But I think to start the year, it'll be DeAndre Hopkins as the number one for Ryan Tannehill. And if you look at the New York Jets, they got Aaron Rodgers, right? Wilson, you, you got Hall. They got some weapons there. How long do you think it takes for the Jets offense to get going? And, and do you think they will get going? Is is Wilson, like obviously Devontae Adams was a pretty elite receiver. Are we going to see similar numbers from Wilson with Rodgers that we saw Adams with Rodgers? Yeah, I, I think Garrett Wilson is an awesome, awesome prospect. I think Devontae Adams is one of the best receivers of our generation. Like, okay. it's just absolutely incredible. So I'm hesitant to put Garrett Wilson in that discussion. Um, but I do think he's going to have an awesome year, uh, for sure, on, on Garrett Wilson. Um, you know, the Jets have a very tough schedule to start the season. They play a lot of very, very good defenses. I know they have offensive line questions. I think they'll maybe – I didn't think Aaron Rodgers was very good last year, quite frankly. Two yeah. years ago, he was obviously awesome. So – if he can't turn this career arc around, then yeah, I think there's going to be some problems there, but I think they'll figure it out. And I think Buffalo is a bit overrated. I think the Dolphins are um, rising, but not there yet. And so I still think the Jets have a pretty good chance to win the division. Um, you know, they would need to winning, beating Buffalo in week one would be a good start. And you mentioned tough defenses, right? From year to year, you know, like we, we do strength the schedule and it's, you know, a lot of it's based on, on the past and then any new faces on the team. You've done this now for 28 years. So I'm sure you've got lots of data, data and charts for you. 
when it comes to defenses early, should you, if you're dressing a receiver, do you not shy away because you're like, well, yeah, I think the defense is going to be good, but I kind of got to see it first. How does that work early in the season for fantasy? That is very clear that defensive performance is not very sticky year over year. I, I mean, it's just not, you know, um, in terms of yards per play allowed, in terms of a ton of things, it is not that sticky. That said, I, I mean, there are some defenses that are just so outrageously talented. So I think the stuff that isn't sticky is like, defenses five through 25 you can throw your arms up and say i don't know how good they're going to be this year if a team was a top five defense last year and they return everyone and they return the same coach i think we can have some expectation they're going to be pretty good this year so more at the tails i think the defensive stuff is sticky but that huge swath in the middle of defenses i would encourage people to just not worry about it at all well, the big signing today, of course, the uh, 49ers, record-breaking uh, Mr. Bosa uh, has got the most money ever for a defensive player. How, like Their defense was good before. Now you get Bosa back. Are they the clear best defense in your eyes? I think the Jets have a really good defense. I thought Miami, until Jalen Ramsey got hurt, was going to have a really good defense. It's hard not to say San Francisco, though. They just have so much talent, and they did it purposefully. I mean, there were years and years where they just kept taking pass rushers, defensive linemen, first round, defensive linemen, first round, pass rusher, over and over and over and over again. And, like, yeah, they've built it up to a point where they have a incredible talent on their defense. So, yeah, I would say they're the best, but I think that, I think the Jets are are not that far behind. Adam, I have one last one for you. So I'm, I'm watching, of course, the, the wonders of technology now. We're live on radio, of course. Now we're live on YouTube as well. I can see you. And I'm looking at your Twitter avatar, and then I'm looking at Adam Levitan. Like, how, like, is that the young Adam Levitan? Are you just holding on to that one? Like, you got the beard going now, like the full you know, yeah. uh, shadow. How, how's that going? Are, are we going to update the avatar? Or do you just like that, like the young, innocent? Is that so people fall victim to your experience in fantasy football? So, uh, what happened was I used to work at a newspaper and this was when I was, you know, uh, 23, 24, probably we had an actual photo editor. We had a professional photographer and he took that profile picture for me, photoshopped, made me look really good. <laughs> Since then, I have not uh, worked at like a professional office at all, really, in probably 20 years or something like that. So I have no access to professional photographer. And then it just turned into a bit. People were like, oh, why, why aren't you changing your profile picture? Okay. And at this point, I just tell people I'm going to die with it. So oh, nice. I'm going uh, to be 70 and that's it. Okay. Well, uh, for anybody out there, if you're not following uh, Adam uh, Adam Levitan on on uh, X, Twitter, whatever it's called, you're missing out because it is unbelievable stuff. Established a run. I love it, man. It's so insightful. And, and honestly, like I learned lots about the game as much about fantasy. So I really, it's great to have you on the show. We appreciate it. Uh, continued success. And we hope to talk to you again soon. Enjoy the season. Hey, thanks so much, and thanks for having me. That's uh, Adam Levitan. That is a great get by Connor Halley, man. Like, he is one of the the best, most insightful fantasy guys out there. Like, it's such a unique, and I like what he said. He goes, you know what? My my age group, 40 and under, they maybe like players more than teams. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have a favorite team, but you kind of grew up playing fantasy. And, and I remember when I started playing fantasy, it was hard because at certain times, like, God, I hate the Patriots. So I didn't want to draft a Patriots player, which was stupid because they were good. Right? So you, you kind of have to separate that. So it's definitely uh, a little bit different of a challenge. Uh, no question about it. That was the uh, fantasy report brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. You're listening to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca live on Sports 1440, Sports1440.ca, and, of course, watching on the Orders Nation YouTube channel. If you're watching, hit the subscribe button. We want to get 250 subscribers every day. We have a big goal to get. And, by the way, when we get to 20,000, 
few of you are going to be winning uh, some tickets to see uh, some early regular season blue and orange action down at Rogers Place. So uh, get online, watch it. Uh, we got a big Who Is It uh, Wednesday guest coming up at uh, 3 o'clock. You don't want to miss. And we have the debut of Uremchuk and Tate coming up. Welcome back to the show. How are you? Sports 1440. You can text us 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. Uh, if you ever need to send us an email, longer thoughts, Gregor at sports1440.ca. Today we're, we got a lot of new things because of course it's only day two. We're going to unveil a Tyler Remchuk's coming up for his first hit on the new uh, show on the new station. We'll get to that, but uh, we're going to do this usually every Monday and Friday. Uh, Cam Tate has a cerebral palsy. He's a huge sports fan. He's actually really funny. Cam actually used to do, uh, he would joke that it was sit-down comedy because, of course, he's in a wheelchair. And he's a very funny guy. He's quite witty. Um, but because he has cerebral palsy, at times it's difficult to, to really truthfully understand him. So he wa- he's always wanted to be in radio. And now with the advancements in technology, we're going to give him an opportunity. We're going to have the two-minute warning with Cam Tate, and it's going to be uh, every Monday and Friday. This week, of course, because we're off Monday, it'll be right now. So here's the, uh, the debut of Two Minute Warning with Cam Tate. The Two Minute Warning with Cam Tate. My name is Tony, and I'm a generated voice from Imaphone Voxbox. Cam has cerebral palsy and doesn't speak clear, so I'm going to read Cam's words. Here we go. Professional sports and pressure. Peanut butter and jelly. McDavid and Dreisaitl. A little bridge there for our topic at hand. The dynamic duo and the rest of the Edmonton Oilers, I have been told, start skating today. Training camp is only a few strong wind gusts away. When the Edmonton Oilers open the regular season, the pressure will be on. It's more than a pivotal season for the Oilers. The clock is ticking louder by the second. With the two best hockey wizards on the planet, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, entering the eighth season without hoisting the Stanley Cup, there is a white elephant sitting at center ice. The Oilers have to get in the Stanley Cup final. Have to. It's a must. They need to learn what it takes to win Lord Stanley first. If they achieve that, then, and only then, a foundation will have been established. Numbers 29 and 97 will want to return for a skate loop around the promised ice. Anything short could potentially spark change. McDavid's contract is up in two seasons. Same with Dreisaitl. If the superstars are without a NHL championship by then, who could blame them to leave Edmonton? Great players deserve to be on championship teams. It would be a shame. I, I, I cannot even ponder it. This season, every game, every goal, every period, every save, every power play, every penalty kill, every practice, every shift change, everything is so important for the future of the Oiler franchise. So if you're an Oilers fan, fasten your seatbelt. You're about to go on a roller coaster ride like never before. Damn. It must be the second week of September. Your opinion matters. Tweet at Cam Tate or camtate at gmail.com for the two-minute warning with Cam Todd on Tony from VoxBox. There you go, Taters. Inaugural two-minute warning. That puts it nicely. There's uh, there's lots on the line this year, but uh, hey, I think that's obvious. Uh, the players, they're all in town already. I've, I've covered the team for 20 years. I've never seen the entire team in town. 
two weeks before the season began. So or training camp began. So good for them. And now, hey, let's get to the Chronicles brought to you by Action Electrical, family-run business that is now celebrating their 50th anniversary. It's coming up uh, later this month. 50 years, man. That is amazing. That is an unbelievable success story. Don started it. Now Blake, his son, has taken over. It's amazing. they got great morals, and they've got uh, great prices. Check them out, Action Electrical. Dot net and uh, we welcome to the show. He will be a weekly guest uh, every Wednesday on the show from uh, Oilers Nation, uh, Oilers Nation every day. Tyler Remchuk, Ty, how you doing? My Jason Greger show debut as a guest. I guess I've produced it a couple of times in the past, but as a fan of the Chronicles, I'm excited to be a part of it moving forward. Oh, but anyway, big shout out. Uh, Ty yesterday was working overtime. Uh, he's behind the digital team. Uh, for you, for our YouTube channel, and uh, was you know the, there was a really good battle. Like yesterday was a hot. I wish I could have videoed the battle between your Remchuk and the cameras because it was hotly contested. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty intense and like hot temperature wise. The cameras were like just overheating <laughs> and turning off. It was mayhem. But today we are at the forty six minute mark of the show and. Knock on wood, nothing gone wrong. Hey, yet. you know what? If that was the worst thing that happens to us on day one, I thought that was Fair pretty enough. good. So uh, that enough. was excellent. Um, do you agree with uh, with with Tater's two minute warning? The uh, the pressure on for the for the oil this year. I mean, how could you say anything else? Like I, I've been talking, you know, people that I run into and buddies, and they're like, oh, like are you excited for the season? Excited for the season? And I'm like, I, I have a hard time really getting up for this oiler season because the regular season for them kind of doesn't matter. Like they need to find a way to get up for it themselves but like the regular season is going to go on and this team will be judged on what they do in the postseason that's fair i actually think the regular season what i'm watching for specifically is how are they going to handle what's been their achilles heel for the last few years which has been when you've got that key moment they make the wrong error we saw it in the second period of game five and six in vegas because games in games or five and six periods one and three they're the better team by far and yeah. and I you know what McDavid talked about Leon Drysaddle they didn't hide from it and that's what I respected from them and I that to me is when I watch October and November I think the results are there like the orders have won under Jay Woodcroft they got the second most wins you know they led the league in scoring goals aren't an issue we all know it's can they limit goals and are their best guys because I yeah the third line gets scored on the fourth line gets scored on but they their top guys play the other team's best players and mm-hmm. usually. You know, that's the tougher guys to shut down. So how is Nurse and McDavid and Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins and Hyman, CC Bouchard, Ekholm, how are they going to be in crunch time? Yeah, and, and I guess for me, like, if this team puts up 125 points in the regular season, but they lose in round two, if they lose in five games in round three, like, the season will go down as a failure, even if you are a juggernaut for 82 games. And whether that's fair or not, I don't know, but I think just feel like that's the stage they're kind of at no right like if they go to game seven of the western conference final this fan base is going to be bitterly disappointed in that it's true and and, you know what and there's ask the san jose shark so doug wilson just got the gig in in pittsburgh Mm -hmm. for 16 seasons nobody won more games in the san jose sharks in the regular season they won the second most in the playoffs like, they were a really good organization yep. and just got to the Stanley Cup final. They got to lots of conference finals, but they never won. There's no guarantee, right? Like, I know, the, I know it's true that most guys have a little scar tissue built up. Tampa Bay had some. Obviously, Colorado had some. Vegas, you know, they had some. I think the Orders got their deepest scar last year. But it's not a guarantee because the one thing that's hard is you get a, a key injury at the wrong time. 
And it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. If you get an injury in the end of March and it's McDavid or Drysaddle or who knows, maybe it's Nurse who's playing 25 minutes, that's a pretty big one to overcome. It, it can absolutely sink you. I mean, we even saw, though, with Vegas, I mean, sometimes the breaks just go your way, right? You said this on the DFO rundown the other day, but, like, Laurent Brassois gets hurt. Aiden Hill comes in and is like, whatever, the second coming of a young Patrick Wan. It's like, if Laurent Brassois doesn't go down, who knows how yeah. that series plays out, right? So it's just interesting to see the breaks, and that's where I guess professional sports is cruel, right? Like, oh. again, if the Oilers make it to the conference finals and Drysettle goes down and misses three games in the series and they lose, the fan base isn't going to go, ah, oh, shucks. Good <laughs> good try, guys. That's a tough one. They're going to be pissed. Yeah, no. That's very fair. Tyler Remchick joins us in the uh, the Chronicles. The uh, the Oilers, there's not a lot of... Th- this might be the least competitive training camp as far as open spots. I think there's got a lot of internal competition, right? Like, who's going to... Is Cody Ceci a lock all year long to be uh, with Darnell Nurse? We'll see. But, you know, where's Dylan Holloway going to slot in? But Raphael Lavoie, Lane Peterson, Gagne, Sutter, basically they're battling for potentially just one spot because the orders right now with... The, the salary cap, they're only going to take 12 forwards and 11 seem to be locks right now, barring injury. Yeah. And actually this is a question I almost want to flip back to you. So when you look at Gagne, Peterson, Sutter, and those guys, is there not an element of they need to be so good in training camp that it makes the Oilers comfortable with putting Lavoie on waivers? Like that's a second round pick who you've committed a lot of time to developing that guy. And are you going to sit there and go, well, Sam Gagne was a little bit better in the preseason, so we're waving Lavoie. We might lose him for nothing. And granted, he's not a guy who I think is like a lock to get claimed or anything like that. But the, I, in my opinion, like those guys who are competing with Lavoie need to be significantly better than him to outweigh the risk of potentially losing him for nothing. Well, Raphael Lavoie, I love the fact that he bet on himself. He did. Right? He took his qualifying offer. A lot of people felt like you know he he would have said, "No, nah, I'm not going to take it," and then he would have renegotiated a contract. Probably got a little bit more base in the American League. But he says, "No, I'm taking it." And I look at Raphael Lavoie when you're six foot four and you're 215 pounds. If Raphael Lavoie has a decent preseason, it opens eyes because there's just there's not many six foot four guys around who can shoot the yeah. puck like him, right? In in the league. And so a team like Arizona or a team like Anaheim or other bottom feeder teams would look and say, you know what? We'll take the risk on him. We'll put him in our twenty-three man roster to start the season because we're not in win now mode. And and that's the challenge for Lavoie is he's got to play so well because he's entered a team that they're kind of past the point of looking and saying, you know what? We, we can be patient with the young guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess that's kind of the delicate balance in the whole thing, right, is finding that thing of like, you know, Sam Gagne would probably go through waivers if you needed him to go through waivers, yes. right? Or you could do the, I always laugh, remember a couple of years ago when Jason Spezza was put on waivers by the Leafs, and it was like, hey, if anyone claims me, I'm retiring. Like, no one touched me. I am <laughs> yeah. not leaving. Smart. And maybe get a scenario like that. But Lavoie, is, uh, he's one of those X factors from like, if he becomes a good top nine forward or a good third line winger for this team this year, it totally changes how dangerous they can be offensively. And that's talking about a team who put up 3.96 goals per game last year. It's like the second best offensive season we've seen in the last 20 years in the NHL. It's crazy. Yeah. Where do you come out on DeHarnay and Broberg? Like, I was kind of intrigued. I think people remember the one game against Vegas for DeHarnay, mm-hmm. but they forget games two to six where he wasn't on the ice for a goal against and actually played really well. Like, yeah, did he struggle for one game in game one? No question. He had the one game against LA as well a little bit, mm-hmm. took some penalties and stuff, but 
I'm not. I, I was surprised at how many people are just like, ah, DeHarnay. Uh, like, I think some of them are writing him off a little too early. And again, maybe it's his age or whatever. And I don't, I don't think he's a guy who's got, you know, high-end top four potential by any means. But in his first season in the NHL, he came up and looked very comfortable as an everyday NHL defenseman. That's a big plus. And I feel like you're right. A lot of people are just kind of looking at him and pretending like there's no room for growth. Like, oh, yeah, that's who DeHarnay is. But then with Broberg, and again, I know the age, but with Broberg, it's like, well, you never know. There's potential. Top four. Ooh, he could be. He's the mystery box. And it's like, well, DeHarnay is also, you know he can do the job every day. And he's played, what, 60 NHL games. He could be better than he was last year. That's oh. something not a lot of people are, I guess, willing to admit or accept. DeHarnay is six foot seven. <laughs> He's, and he skates well for a big man. Yep. He's not a six foot seven, you know, early two thousand six foot seven NHL player. Mm-hmm. He's a six foot seven and- guy who can move, and he's mean. He knows how to penalty kill. He blocks shots. Like I honestly, I I've talked to Vinny when the season ended, and he had out. We had a conversation. He had outlined his whole summer plan already. He knew what he was doing with his skills coach on night. He goes, I know exactly what I need to work on, and these are the things we're going to work on. And I'm very intrigued to see what he looks like when he comes here because. Look at the evolution of, now I'm not saying he's going to be Sedano Chara, but Sedano Chara that you saw in Boston, that wasn't the Sedano Chara early in his career, man. When you're six foot seven, it just takes you a little bit longer to kind of understand how to move your body. Yeah, and there's a lot of people who keep bringing up to me, oh, how are they going to replace Costin's toughness? You know, are, are they losing that element? And you know what? No one on the other team is screwing around that much with Vinny DeHarnay on the ice. When that's, even if he doesn't drop the mitts a ton or whatever, if you have a six foot seven, Pretty scary-looking defenseman out there. No one's messing with your stars. No. Well, the thing was, the orders they were 23rd in fights last year, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, Clem, the thing about Clem Costin was, it was was his enjoyment. Like, he literally enjoyed yeah. fight. There's, you know, there's, that's kind of a little bit of an old-school train of thought. Like, because when he went, it was against L.A. in the regular season. Remember, they were getting pounded that game. I think it was 7-2. Yeah. to two. It was late. There's five minutes left. And so he lines up with Brendan Lemieux, and he said, no defense. And, like, guys were talking about, they're like, what? What are you talking about? No defense in the fight. Because that means you're just going to throw slobber knockers and, you know, <laughs> may, may the best punch win. Like, there's just not a lot of guys who do that. And I, that's intimidating. And so I think they'll miss Clem Costin in, in some senses, no question. But the orders have enough toughness with Kane, with DeHarnay and Nurse at the top. And I think they've got enough team toughness overall. They're like, Zach Hyman will fight. Nugent Hopkins, we saw what he can do if, if you want to get into the, into the middleweight category. I think the orders are fine. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, I always argue that they'll probably miss Costin's 11 goals in 55 games sure. or whatever more than they'll miss the six or seven fights. But again, we talked about Lavoie, you have Holloway. There's enough upside in this forward group that I think you should be very confident that that Costin absence is going to be covered internally. Ty, great stuff on the first hit on the Chronicles. We look forward to having you every Wednesday on the show. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, Greg. Talk to you next week. There you go. That is uh, Tyler Yaremchuk. That's the uh, Chronicles brought to you by Action Electrical, the professionals since 1973. They are celebrating 50 years. I'll give you guys a few more hints on our Who Is It Wednesday guest because he's coming up right away. We'll see if you can figure it out during the break. He is one of only 18 players in NHL history to play 1,100 games and have 2,000 penalty minutes. He is a, was a captain of an NHL team. He also won two Stanley Cups and his junior jersey is retired by the team he played junior with. That on top of, he played five NH, uh, for five NHL teams. Of course, uh, played over 1,000 NHL games. If you know who it is, text in 
833-401-1440. Or get on the chat line at the YouTube channel for Orders Nation. Can you guess who it is? We'll tell you after Connor Halley coming up in a Sports Center update brought to you by BIE Engineering, your structural engineering specialist. Whether you're in the process of rental or building your dream home, BIE can help you out. Go to BIEENG.com. Here's Connor Halley in a Sports Update. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 